Thank you for joining me for the Sermon of the Week. Coming to you from Studio B, housed inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks. 728 North Main Street, Lori, Missouri. The Sermon of the Week is brought to you by the New Old School Podcast and Church at the MHC. Join me today as we revisit our Sunday morning service, August 29th, 2021. Today's Sermon of the Week, that's not what I heard. Take a listen. No, don't give him a clap. Go ahead and praise him this morning. Come on. He's worthy, right? He's worthy. Glory to God. Praise God. Well, I appreciate you all being here this morning. Let me speak to you for just a few minutes, if I can. He can turn graves into gardens. I think that it would do us well, really. What's going on here, Curtis? <laughs> okay. Hey, well, she's free. <laughs> she's free. <laughs> Glory to God. We should be so free, right? Praise God. We should be so free. <laughs> I'm coming. I can go on? Okay. Uh, so I think it would do us well to note in this current environment that we don't have to deny the issues at hand, right? He can turn graves into, there are graves, right? There are some dead things in this world. So it's not denying the current conditions or issues, you know, it's not mind science, you know. Uh, people get upset with faith people sometimes because they think we deny things, and we're not denying things, we're denying things the right to stay the way they are, that's all, that's what our faith allows us to do. Uh, but, I, you know, so we can't deny it, but we can also see and have to recognize that we have a God who can take that current situation, and he can and will turn that thing around, and so it's going to be very important for us to have an awareness uh, in this season, really, uh, in a God in which nothing is impossible, and that's the only way you're going to make it through this season upon the earth. Have you heard some bad news recently? I mean, have you heard some things going on that you don't agree or like? Well, that's the reality of living in a fallen world. There's going to be some things that, that uh, don't line up to the word of God. There's going to be some things happening. Uh, but we, have to, we really, I think, have to train our focus to turn away from what we see and hear. And we really have to begin to get our vision on the things above. You know, I think a little Davy when he was sitting there looking at Goliath. And, you know, all these guys were placing themselves up next to Goliath, and they're saying there's no man that can, can defeat him. And that was a lie, though, wasn't it? Somebody did. But in their mind, fear had so overtaken them because of focus. You know, focus can be, a, 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 you know, an adversary or an ally to you. But they were so trained on the issue at hand that they couldn't get their eyes off of the massiveness of the issue. And they were putting themselves up next to this giant. And Davy came and put the giant up next to his God. And he said, hey, I'm looking at something else. See, I'm not denying that the man is big. Man, I mean, they gave, the, they gave the numbers on him, you know. I mean, this guy devoured people, no doubt about it. But that wasn't what Davy was looking at, glory to God. And so we have to begin to train our focus a little bit. And uh, again, this isn't a, a fairy tale pie in the sky kind of thing. It's very real in having a very real God who is a supernatural God. And we cannot forget the God factor, right? Isaiah 43, I like this. Uh, it says this. This, this is uh, verses 18 and 19. Remember not the former things. You know, there's, we all have experiences and traumas and issues in our life where we have failed before, where we were believing for a thing and it didn't work, where we were praying for a thing and it didn't happen, where we were walking with God at some certain level and maybe fell backwards. Hey, he said, don't look back at those things. Don't remember the things, the former things, neither consider the things of old because behold, I will do a new thing. 
And now shall it not spring forth? Shall you not know it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and I'll make rivers in the desert. So we can't look back and say, well, this situation is different and how in the world could this happen to me? God will make a way that never ever existed before. That may not look anything like what your brain thinks that it should look like. He will make a way where there is not a way, where, where man's mind could not envision what it is that God could do. We can't box him into old methods and the things that we thought worked in another season. We're not in that season. And guess what? You're not that same person either. You have moved from faith to faith, glory to God. You don't have the same faith that you had before. You've been through some hell. And it formed and fashioned you a little different now. And now there's some things you would never allow to happen in your life, right? You've moved from faith to faith and glory to glory. So don't think you're, see, that's the devil will lie to you and say, oh, you little thing, look at that. That's not me anymore. I'm different now. I don't know who that guy is, but he's been crucified with Christ. He doesn't live anymore, but he does live, but it's really Christ living in me, and I can live by the faith of the Son of God, it says. I don't have to live off of a man-made faith of things that I've seen or not seen. I don't even want to live on the past victory, glory to God, right? I need a victory today. The one that was yesterday isn't going to get me today, right? I mean, I can build upon that. I can thank him for it, but I'm not even going to hold on to yesterday's testimony because I need one today, amen? But I can have one today, praise God. So he's going to make a way where man's intellect couldn't even conjure it up, and that's okay. He's going to make a way. So it's that awareness that we have to have to begin to focus on these times upon the earth because, right, I mean, we have reports flooding in to the minds of people, and they're all bad, You can't turn on TV and get a good report. You can't listen to the radio, and you can't talk to people at the store either. Nobody has a good report. So these things are flooding into the mind. So I want to share something that's on my heart today out of Isaiah 53. And it says here in verse 1, Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Who has believed our report, it says, And so today I want to talk to you about whose report will you believe? Because when we go back and we look at these chapters that are leading up to chapter 53, we do see prophecies of doom and gloom. It's in the Bible. It's right there. They prophesied it, destruction and judgment. It was very real. It was very accurate. And it was talking about how they would go into captivity and Jerusalem would be destroyed because of the evil. But then you get into the 52nd chapter and all of a sudden the tone changes. So from doom and gloom and and, and prophecy and destruction and all this, then you get into the 52nd chapter and all of a sudden this tone changes of one of restoration and one of forgiveness. And God's going to give a promise of redemption to the people. And so we get the bad report, right? Then all of a sudden they got the good report. And now you enter into chapter 53 of Isaiah. It's the chapter that we know that prophesied of that covenant some 900 and something years earlier about Jesus, the Messiah that would come how he would make a covenant with mankind and he would take that beating before he took the cross, that he would, carry, he would become sin, he would carry our guilt and shame and our sickness and our diseases and by those stripes we would be healed. We get to see that in this 53rd chapter. But it says, whose report will you believe? You had a bad one, then God comes in and he gives you a good one. And so then by the 53rd chapter, he's asking, now whose report will you believe? I know you had the bad one. And it was very real, and it was there, and you might have experienced it. But then I gave you an out. I gave you a good one that you could, now which one are you gonna choose to live in? Because we can all choose to live in a bad season. Trauma in our lives and things that we carry, and the devil loves to bring it back, and honestly, so do other people 
Misery loves company. And if they ain't happy, they don't want you happy. And so you have to be very careful about the people that you hang out with and what's going into your ear because your ear hears words like the mouth tastes food, right? This is for the spirit man. You know, your mouth is gonna feed the body, but your ear is gonna feed, you know, feed that spirit man because faith comes by hearing. And so we need to be very careful what we're allowing. This isn't a garbage can. You don't get to just dump your garbage in here. We have to be very selective in what it is that we're hearing. I'm not here for you to just dump stuff. You know, we had somebody pull in the parking lot the other day and they dropped off all their beer stuff in the trash can. Well, God bless them. It's a place to leave it, I suppose. But you know, you don't get to just do that here. You don't get to dump your garbage in here into my brain, right? So we need to make a decision today. Where are you going to allow your thoughts to go today? Because see, that's up to you. This isn't something I can pray out of you, prophesy out of you, lay hands on you for it. This is a decision that you're going to have to make right up here, connected to right here. Whose report will I believe? I have to allow this right here. Because again, I know for sure that we have the prophets of doom and gloom that have taken over the airways of television and it's all doom and it's all gloom and death and viruses and chaos and the economy and, and destruction and Republican and Democrat and this one and that one, and right? I mean, just all this stuff, they've been speaking the loudest because, well, they, it seems like they have the platform. And you know, there is that old thing in the political realm that if you say something long enough, enough times, people will believe it. Well, nine out of 10 people say, well, if I, I don't have to have the statistics. If I say that enough, you'll say, well, nine out of 10 people. I was always the 10th guy that never agreed, you know? <laughs> with what they say, because I don't know who they are, but I know who he is, right? I don't know what they say, but I know what he says, right? And so I have to choose today. You can give me statistics all day long, but I'll be found on the side of the Lord. I know what they say, but I'm not listening to they. <laughs> I have to listen to him, right? But, but, you know, so they're a lot like that Goliath in that valley and how he was just allowed to talk and talk and talk, it said, for 40 days. Now, these guys rolled up in there, the army of God. They were bad dudes, they had whipped some tail, and they have God on their side, but they allowed one man to come in because of their focus, and they allowed him to talk and talk and talk and talk. This is why my mother always says this. When, when the devil starts talking to her, she says, shut up. You don't get to talk to me. You don't have to allow those reports to come in. He'll try, but you don't have to. And so they allowed this Goliath to just talk and talk how he was going to destroy him and he was going to devour him. And what it did is it struck fear into the people because faith comes by hearing. Guess what else comes by hearing? Fear. For without fear, it is impossible to please him, the devil. It works the same way. It works the same way. Be very careful, right? If it's something that you're hearing that's bringing fear to you, stop hearing it. Stop hearing it. It's that simple. You know, <laughs> whatever you got to do, right? I don't hear you. I don't hear you. <laughs> whatever, right? And so we hear this day and night and just this week alone, I looked back at my emails and, and messenger on here 23 times this week. Watch this video. 23 times people sent me something this week. Watch this video and every bit of it was crap. Not one good video, not a video about God's victory, not a video about how somebody overcame. It was a video of what's to come with the vaccine and, the, and, and China and, and this guy and that guy and the dark you know, cabal and the government and the, all gar 23, 23 times this week, watch this. Guess how many I watched? <laughs> Whose report will I believe? 
It doesn't matter how many of these reports are coming in. One's right and one's wrong. You got to decide which is which. Well, Donnie, you're just denying. I don't deny anything. I know it's garbage out there, but I have a good God. And I can't deny that I have a good God. And I can't deny that he has gotten me out of stuff that's way worse than anything that's going on right here that nobody would even know in my personal life. I mean, when I've seen the goodness of God and how he's pulled me out of some stuff, this ain't nothing. This out here doesn't bother me one bit. (laughs) Glory to God. He's done some stuff for me that nobody knew. He's done some stuff for me I don't know. (laughs) Glory to God. But I bet it was good, right? But watch this video and podcast, and this is what's coming, and they're gonna, and, and, and so I just have to ask today, whose report will you believe? How's your believing? When the doctor gives you a bad report, now usually the first thing we want is a second opinion, and I think that's good. But may I, may I recommend that your second opinion always be this right here. Now, it should be your first, but that's okay. I, maybe I can't stop the first one, and it's not unwise to go see a doctor either. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, is if you do, and you don't get the report you like, and it's put fear in you, may I recommend a second opinion from the great physician who's, who's, whose opinion's never going to change, that I can lay that doctor's report there, and it'll change all the time, and I can lay this report right here, and it stays the same, that I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. But whose report will you believe? I have to believe, so don't freak out that you're going to have a few. He's warned us already. You'll have a few reports. Don't allow the idea that we have some to mess with you. He warned us. He even said, I'll be with you in trouble, which means you're going to be in what? Anybody ever been in trouble? (laughs) But here you are today. You got out of it. Glory to God. Why? Because we have a good God that said, I'm not going to, listen, when you get in the furnace, I'll be there. I love that story because they looked in there and they said, there's a fourth man. That looks like the son of God. Jesus hadn't even walked the earth yet and had already revealed himself in the flames. Not not in some church service where everything was good and the offering was good and the music was right. It was in the heat of the battle when these guys were supposed to die that the son of man and the son of God shows up right there in that fire and manifests himself and danced with them in it like this ain't nothing. (laughs) You know, I love that. He won't leave you there and he'll even celebrate while you're in it because you're gonna come out different. You think those boys came out different? It changed an entire governmental system when they walked out of there. Imagine what it is that God can do when he brings you out. So maybe I can't stop the first one, but what we can do is we gotta locate and see the second opinion. We have to see the second one, the second report. Again, and here's the thing, you don't have to receive the first one because the news you receive is not the report that you have to believe. You'll receive some, but you don't have to accept it. You don't have to take it because I see people right now consumed with what's coming. And I mean, they're, they're more worried about what's coming than what's here. They're so consumed about what might be, what could be. And we're so worried about what's coming, we've missed what we have right now in a Savior. Right here, right now in the goodness of God for you and I to be alive in this generation because he didn't bring you this far just to kill you with a virus. He didn't bring you this far for China or somebody to take over and shoot you in your head. He didn't bring you that far just for this. There are a group of people that could have been born at any time in history, but you were born for right here, right now. And nobody snuck into this earth because spirits don't sneak in. Glory to God, there's no mistakes in here. You were born on purpose, with purpose, to be here right now. And there's not one single thing that the devil can do about it. Because listen, if he could have killed you, he would have done it back when he had you. He doesn't have you now. But back when you were living, listen, if he could have taken you out, you'd be gone. He wouldn't let you receive Jesus Christ if he could have stopped you. But he can't stop you. He can't stop you. We're so overwhelmed with what might be coming, we've missed the truth of what's already come to the people of God. 
My Bible says we already have the victory. My Bible says that I'm an overcomer already, that I don't have to wait for something else to come, that I can go ahead and do Acts chapter 2 through 28 right now. I can walk in victory and see that in my life right now, praise God. But it's creating this subculture in the church of doom and gloom and oppression and depression and people are, are, are afraid. And all I'm hearing out of the believers is 23 reports this week of doom and gloom and shame and terrible things coming. 23 reports. If that was you, don't send me another. I'm not, I'm not looking at anybody, just don't do it because I'm not gonna read it. I'm not gonna listen to it because I have to listen to another report. I have to, I have to. But people are set on edge and people are now getting angry and upset. You know, masks, no masks. That was last year's church division. Will you wear a mask or no mask? And it caused such hatred and anger in people. And this year, what is it? Vaccine or no vaccine? And people are angry and mad at each other. It's the same enemy, just a different face. The same, and do not allow division to come in. May I recommend to you that you seek Holy Spirit whether you get one or not right? Let me say this. Everybody's faith is at a different level. Yes. If you want the vaccine, feel like you need it and you're scared to death, get it. If you want to stand on the word of God and your faith is at that level, don't. It's pretty simple, right? We, we're not, we're, everybody's at a different level. That's, that's about as far as I probably should go with that. Always seek the Holy Spirit. Yes. Before you do anything, always seek Holy Spirit. Praise God. Always, always, always. Have we forgotten about the report of the Lord? People have allowed this to sit in our thoughts rent-free. Rent Stuff is living up here rent-free. Living upstairs rent-free. And we're now allowing the thoughts to go unchecked. And I know this because, again, the, the current stance of, of the church today, we have not taken thoughts captive. We get a lot of phone calls through the television program every week. And the calls that I get in emails, text messages, messenger, all that stuff, are really painting the wrong report but they're only receiving one. They're not seeking another one. They're just going with the one that they got. And now by the seeing of the eye and the hearing of the ear, we've allowed some things to get into the mind and they're just living there unchecked. How many of you know you can come into a service like this and we, man, I mean, we just worshiped and you can be on high and I mean, glory to God, you can leave here just on fire. And by the time you get home, you've let your mind wander so far that you're scared to death and exhausted. And you haven't even done anything but just drive in your car. I know people that have gone into a doctor's office and they said, well, there might be something. And by the time they get home, they've already got their funeral planned. You know what I'm saying? Your mind will just run with the thoughts all the way to death. And the doctor's like, it's not even terminal. I just said we were going to check. But that's what the mind does. That's what the mind does. When it goes unchecked, 2 Corinthians 10 gives us a little advice here. Verses 3 through 5. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought we capture it like a prisoner of war, every single thought, and we insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. Thoughts, you obey Christ. You don't get to think whatever you want to think. You bow down to the word of God right now. You bow down to the thoughts. This is why Jesus said you can have the mind of Christ. It's not just what Jesus would do. What would Jesus think? 
What would he think in this situation? It's not just actions and not actions. And really, we turned that into what would Jesus not do. That's really what we turned it into. Instead of focusing on what he would do, we got so worried about what everybody shouldn't be doing. You get to doing what he said to do, you won't have to worry about doing what he didn't say to do, right? That's what I've noticed, praise God. I couldn't, I couldn't stop sinning long enough, but I found out that if I just went on ahead and started doing what he was doing, I didn't want to sin anymore. Made it pretty simple for me, praise God. But capture those thoughts and insist that they bow in obedience to the anointed one. They have to obey Christ. And you have to ask them, thought, where did you come from? If you're born out of fear, you're not welcome here. Don't allow that thought to capture your mind. Don't let them run through your head. So what I'm saying this morning is when a report comes and we hear something, we hear something, we see something, we receive some sort of information coming to us, Maybe I can't stop that, but I I want to suggest to you that you start answering this way. And I want this to really pound into your head. When you hear something, I want you to just say this. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. Come on, we got to start answering that way. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. And and find your answer in the Bible. And it's about relationship and the word of God and, and relationship with the God of the word to get to know him well enough to know what he would say, to know what he has said, and to know what he can do about the situation. But that comes from a relationship. So it'd be like this. If you all told me, how many of you know Fran, Stephen Fran? How many of you know Fran? Okay, if you know Mama Fran, probably not one that you think is a cusser. You know, I said a word earlier that I knew she was shaking her head at at home. Right? Uh, So if you were to tell me that, if, if you were to come in here and say, well, you know, I heard that Fran was outside cussing Ricky out like a sailor. I mean, Fran was ripping him a new one. I mean, she, I mean, I know Fran well enough to say, no, that ain't what I heard. I know, I don't even have to entertain that thought for me to believe that Fran would be out here cussing somebody out. She used to, but she's been redeemed. She's been redeemed, right? I know how Fran feels about that, and there's just no way that I'm believing that because of the relationship that I have with Fran. But if you took somebody that I didn't know, and it's maybe somebody that didn't know Fran, well, they might think, well, I don't know, maybe this lady snapped and she went off, I wouldn't know. But if you had the relationship and you knew and you've heard from Fran how she feels about that, and you've seen how she reacts when you say certain things and she shakes her head, you know, right? I mean, off color things, right? Then you would understand the relationship and I wouldn't have to entertain some other thought about it. I'd already have it settled and I'd say, that's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. There's no way that that's true. So I want you to hear this. When we hear these evil reports, this is not the time to nurse it, rehearse it, and disperse it. This is the time to reverse it. When we hear these things, guys, we have to reverse these things. And I come today with the word from the Lord to help you understand. For those that have been moving in the wrong direction, right, to reverse the course and go ahead and let's look at another report today. Let's look at another one. We're gonna have to answer the question today, whose report will you believe? I know you can give me the right answer, but are you really believing the report of the Lord? We have to begin to believe the report of the Lord. I know in the last days, the Bible said there'd be a famine in the hearing of the word of God, but guess what? We're not participating in that famine. I'm not participating. I'm not participating in this. Because we here at church at the MHC, we're going to take everything back to the Bible, and we're going to hear the Bible over all the noise and the clutter and the distractions that are going on, right, and the confusions. Galatians 6 and verse 8, for he who sows to the flesh, will say, that's not us. Say, that's not us. He that sows to the flesh, say, that ain't me. I'm not sowing to the flesh anymore. But it says, he that does, right, he that sows to the flesh, 
will of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit, say, that's me. You will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Everlasting life is not just a destination. It's something that you live in right now. You're living forever right now. Right? But do you have everlasting life through the one that is the life giver? Because in the end, there is a destination. But see, we can live in everlasting life right now. Right? We can live in that right now. I'm well aware of Matthew 24, 6. And I, I, I hate that people don't complete this verse, you know. It says this, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Oh, Donnie. Bible says. Wars, famine, earthquake. You know, some guy had a prophecy once somewhere once through somebody's cousin's dog sister that said this was going to happen. Now, nobody knows who the guy is, but by God, that's what he said, and we're here. I mean, not checking it out. We just hear something because the word prophecy is on it. It must be true. It must be true. You will hear of, of wars and rumors of wars. Well, Donnie, see. But it says this, see that you're not troubled. You're gonna hear about this. Don't be, see that you are not troubled. Yeah, that is bad news. That is a bad report. But see that you're not troubled. Amen. That's what it says. See that you're not troubled, right? What does it say? For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Quit hanging it up. Well, wars and rumors of war, it's over. It's not over. It said it's not over. You'll see these things, they have to happen, but it doesn't mean it's over, right? What, what is, watch this, I love this. It's gonna happen, but we don't need to be troubled, right? The end is not here, why? Because you read on down to verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then what? And then the end will come. That means you have to make it to preach the gospel. Then, see, wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and famines don't determine the return of Christ. You do. When you get out there and these things don't stop you and you get out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world, then the end will come. It's up to us. It's up to us to determine. Oh, these things are gonna happen. We just don't have to participate. No, you don't. Listen, they were gonna push Jesus off a cliff, a whole town. The whole town of Lori is gonna take me down 535, there's a cliff down there. And the whole town of Lori is going to push me off. And he turned around and walked right through. He didn't have to participate. Even though everything was coming against it in the natural, he turned right around and walked right through him. Right? The prophet MC Hammer was right. You can't touch this. Right? Come on, Ricky. What do you got? Right? Wars and rumors of war. Famine. Jesus. Famines and earthquakes. It's not determined, does not, de- let that stick in your mind. Jesus starts walking, th- I'm not going to do it, but you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't have the pants for it, <laughs> or the body, or the moves, or the soul, or <laughs> any of that, really. Praise God. I'm glad I was called to this and not that. Glory to God. So these things aren't going to stop you from doing just that, so COVID won't stop you, right? Famine won't stop you. Earthquakes won't stop you. We have a revival that has to come first. There's a revival that must take place. So don't stop at the bad report. Oh, famines and war. No, no, let's move on down the chapter into revivals and healings and miracles and the Holy Ghost, right? And and people getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and coming to Christ. That's, right? Not just, listen, these aren't just bad times. These are revival times, friends. This generation that we live in now requires a revival. We have to have one now. It's gotten so bad. We have to have one. And that's the perfect atmosphere for there to be one. Glory to God.
What? Well, that sounds like another report to me, right? That's another report. Praise God. But I like this because you understand when it gets the darkest, that's when the light's the brightest. Isn't that right? I mean, really, when it gets the darkest, that's when it happens, right? I love this, John 1 and, and verse 5. And this living expression is the light that bursts through gloom and the light that darkness could not diminish. The darkness could not comprehend it. Look, we could back up a whole 18-wheeler full of darkness, and the second you open that door, you strike one match, it's over darkness I don't have to worry about pushing darkness out just be the light it's not about the absence of darkness it's about the presence of the light and when the presence comes in darkness leaves and you are the light of the world and then what Jesus said he said I am the light of the world then he left and he said guess what you are the light of the world same light because he sent you the Holy Ghost and you can walk in a place and light it up when there's darkness you can walk in and run that darkness out glory to God and I think that we ought to start making people's demons real uncomfortable I think we ought to start messing up somebody's funeral. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, we, we, need to, we need to really start stepping out and be in the light of the world, glory to God, but you can. And it's not even you trying to be, just be. Right, like Jeff had said a couple of weeks ago, we don't strive to do this, it's just who we are. As the children of God, you're not just natural anymore, you're supernatural. And we have something else on the inside of us. You don't have to strive to do it, friends. You just walk in and things change. Because again, I told you on your worst day, Holy Ghost is still having his best day in you man, you can walk out feeling miserable and woke up on the wrong side of the bed and it can even be a Monday and it just all seems like it's going to hell and I hadn't even had a cup of coffee yet. He can still have his best day in you. That Holy Spirit is still operating and functioning on the inside of you. And I bet at the snap of a finger, man, you could get somebody saved. You could get them healed. You could get them delivered. But we got to put ourselves in that position to be able to do so. Glory to God. Rejoice in the Lord always. I love this. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, wait a minute, when? When are you to rejoice? Yeah, but have you seen how bad it is? Wars, and you rejoice. Rejoice, not in the report. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And in case you didn't hear him, he said, and again, I say, rejoice. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. And then again, well, if you get a bad report after that, well, forget it. No, he said rejoice. He wanted to be sure that you understand that you rejoice rejoice let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is at hand be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving now why would you thank well because you believe the end report i'm already thanking him for things i haven't even seen i'm thanking you father god to be alive in this season because i know the end of the story glory to god but i love it be anxious for nothing but in everything prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god in the peace of god which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, finally, hey, we're not just that, but finally, brethren, here's, listen, is this Bible? Is this Bible? Finally, brethren, so this isn't a suggestion, this is what you should do, right? Well, finally, brethren, again, what report are we to believe? Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there's anything that is praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Let me tell you something. Well, Donna, you don't know how my week went, and I don't know that I have anything to praise him about. Well, you could praise him about the wreck that you didn't have that you could have had. 
Don't tell me God's not gone before you, man. Something could have happened to you this week and it didn't. You made it. Not everybody did, but you did. Man, you can praise him for some things that you don't even know. Glory to God. These things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Think on these things. You are not allowed to, as a child of God, think on bad things. You're not allowed to. You don't get to. You don't get to allow things to just run through your mind and think on whatever it is that you want to think on. Absolutely, Johnny Lee. So when trouble comes and we hear this and we hear that, and hmm, well, that's not what I heard. Right? Come on, that's how we got to start answering. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard, because the devil, he's going to look to wear you out before the harvest comes. You know that's what he's trying to do. He knows he can't kill you, but what he wants to do is he wants to steal your purpose. He knows he couldn't take you out because he already tried, but what he loves to do is have the people of God stand in here and say, my God's mighty, and he's amazing, and he's able, and he's wonderful, and then do nothing with it. He loves that, because people are watching us, and, they, and that's what the devil looks to do is just steal your purpose. That's what he's looking to do is kill your purpose. God didn't teach us to swim and tread on water, friends. He taught us to walk upon the storms and put them under your feet by keeping what? Your eyes fixed on Jesus. You gotta focus. You gotta focus. This is not our famine to partake of. Well, Donnie, didn't you hear it's coming? It's gonna be bad. It's gonna get ugly. That's not what I heard. What I heard was this, that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's what I heard. I heard this, that I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, not the government. He is my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. That's what I heard. Well, but Donnie, they're going to make us do this and that. And that's not what I heard because what I heard is surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, and he's going to cover me with his feathers, and under his wings I'm going to take refuge, and his truth shall be my shield and my buckler. Well, Donnie, but there's a terror attack coming, you know, China and this and that. And that. That's not what we got to be ready. That's not what I heard. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by, by day. Well, but Donnie, a new strain of COVID and, and COVID this and COVID that, and that's not what I heard. Amen. I shall not be afraid of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. But did you see all these people are, are, are sick and dying, Donnie? They're sick and dying. Yeah, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh me. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. No, I'm not denying it's there. It's real. People are dying, just not me. Amen. And they don't have to either, but that's up to me. We got to go get them. I don't want to see 1,000 fall in 10,000. But even at that reality, if it's happening, I can stand right here and still be here. It shall, that's what I heard. It shall not come nigh me. Now, you have to believe that report. You have to. Only with my eyes will I look and see the reward of the wicked. I'm not participating. I can see it, but I'm not participating because guess what? I'm not wicked. I'm not one of the wicked, right? Because you made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways in their hands. They shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you will trample under feet. Because he set your love upon me, therefore I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you made known his name. You will call upon me and I will answer you. Well, but, but Donnie, trouble's coming. Trouble's coming. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver him. Come on, I will deliver him and I will honor him and with long life, 
I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's what I heard. It's all there, but we got to choose this day to not be partakers of the evil and the destruction. It said only with our eyes. So you'll see it. You'll hear it. Man, it'll be Pharaoh's horse breathing on your neck. But he prepares a table in the midst of my enemies. That when Pharaoh's horse is breathing on my neck, he said, I'm going to make a way where there isn't a way. There was no way out. They were totally surrounded. And I love what the Bible says. Uh, How how did it say it? When they were totally surrounded and it talked about the mountains on one side and the forest and, and Pharaoh was behind them. And it said that there was a hiding of God's power. And it wasn't that he was holding it back. What that meant was, is you ain't seen nothing yet. There was something that you hadn't seen. There was a hiding of God's power that as best as you've ever think that it's ever been, you ain't seen nothing yet. You have not seen anything of what it is that God will do for you, right? 1 Corinthians 6 says that we've been made the temple of the Holy Ghost, and he's not about to abandon the temple in tough times. Vacate the temple. I still believe that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are saved. I'm under a safe and new and better covenant. Well, Donnie, storms are coming. Yeah, I know, I know, but I got a, I got a better, uh, better weather report, right? I got a different weatherman. He told me that revival's coming too. He told me revival's coming. We say this all the time, but I think it's important. We always say this, you're the best prophet of your own life. But did you know you're also the best false prophet of your own life? Come on, watch what you're saying about yourself. Come on, whose report are you gonna believe? Sometimes I can't even believe my own. (laughs) You know, it doesn't always line up to the word of God. Don't beat yourselves up, friends. That ain't you anymore. Revival's coming. Whose report are you gonna believe? So some of you have been listening to the wrong reporter. Your source can't be CNN, MSNBC, Fox, NBC, ABC, woe is me. It better be (laughs) B-I-B-L-E, right? That's where your report has to come. It's got to. There are two reports, one for the sinner and one for the unsaved, right? Those unsaved and for the saints that are saved. So we understand the sinner's report here is the worn out, nobody got victory, nothing's happening, I give up, the church is going down. Here's the saint's report. Here's what I heard, Psalm 34, 19, many of the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers me out of every one of them. Have any of you been afflicted? Stuff happened? And here you are. How many of you had a situation in your life that you thought, my God, I don't think I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this one, right? I mean, something that was so bad that consumed your life that you were just like, my God, I don't know. And here you are this morning. Barely can even remember what it was. I mean, at the time, it was the worst. Many are the afflictions, but he delivers you out of most of them. No, he delivers you out of all of them. Glory to God. That's what I heard. The saints report is John 16 and verse 33. These things have I spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. That's what I heard. Whose report will you believe? I believe it. Listen, no wonder Jesus said in the last days the harvest would be great, but laborers would be few. Why does it begin with labor and it ends in harvest? Here's the thing. When you entered into this world, you came through labor. Anybody in here give birth to children? I would hope only the women would. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. I mean, it was just a piece of cake, right? I mean, it's like there was a baby and, you know, right? I mean, no big deal. You know. There was a little bit of labor involved, possibly, and some pushing and some things that had happened in your body. And, you know, but again, it it begins with labor. But when you entered into this world, it came through labor. Your mother was in what they call labor. To birth something, there will be labor. There could be pain and pushing 
and some struggle to begin with, but out of, the, out of that labor was born something beautiful. So keep pushing. We have to keep going. We can't give up because you're going to birth a thing in this season, and throughout all that pain that is on the inside of you right now, something beautiful is going to come out of it. John 16, 21 says this, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because of the hour, uh, her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into this world. See, we are birthing something in this generation. Don't allow the devil to try to abort what it is that God is trying to birth in you. Don't allow that to happen. First Timothy 1 and verse 18 this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and good conscience, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck. Then he names some of these names. But look what he says. I commit to you the prophecies that have been made concerning you. There was a report that came out about you, Timothy, from heaven. And I'm telling that each one of you, you have been spoken over. Well, now some of you may say, well, I've never had anybody call me out. Oh, you've been called out. You've been prophesied over right here. This book talks about you. Living in this generation, this book is all about you. It is. You're in there. And it prophesies about you. And it's speaking about you. Some of you have been called out and prophesied over by somebody. So you've been spoken over, born for such a time as this. And the Bible talks about a generation of people that would be walking the earth in this time. And don't look now, but you're it chosen for this time. He made no mistake who he needed right here. You could have been born at any time in history, but he chose, right? It wasn't just, listen, he knew you before you were in your mother's womb, which means it wasn't just mom and daddy coming together biologically. Your spirit man had to wait for the right timing to be birthed through that woman, to be on the earth right now in the middle of this going on because he knew who it was going to take. And he said, you, he said, you, the Bible has made promises about your families and businesses and your future and your health, and you are to take that and you are to go to warfare with the prophecy about you that has come from the word of God. And I love what one translation said, you keep on keeping on with those prophecies that were made about you. Prophecies were spoken so that they would be fulfilled. So do not abandon the prophecies that have been spoken over you because in due time, at just the right time, it's gonna appear. But don't give up. Don't give up. You have to keep pushing. Keep on keeping on with the prophecies. Second Corinthians says that we are epistles read by all men, that the world is watching us. They're, they're reading our stories. Some people will never, ever read a Bible, and you may be the only Bible they read. Your life, the way you live. The way, you might use words, you might not, but you might be the only Bible that they're gonna read. Living epistles. I told you Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith and you're a story that's already been written and finished and don't allow another story to try to come in and rewrite your story. He knows the beginning from the end, the alpha and the omega, right? He's the author and the finisher and author's a book writer. He's already written your story. Do not allow the devil to come in and try to give you an alternate ending to your story. Don't do it. Don't allow the bad report to be the finisher of your faith. They surrounded Job in the worst time of his life. With friends like Job had, you don't need enemies. Oh my gosh. His children died, livestock died, home burnt down, covered with boils, and they're surrounding him, and their great suggestion to him is curse God and die. And he said, I'm not gonna curse him, I'm gonna stand for him, and I'm gonna bless him. And in all that, Job never ever spoke evil of God nor cursed him. And Job's story ended that Job got double for the trouble. And Job got to experience an after that. 
because his story was one that was terrible and it was bad and it looked like everything was going to hell, but that's not what I heard. And you got to read all the way through the, all 42 chapters to get to all of a sudden Job had an after that and he got double for the trouble. And so if you're going through trouble, keep on going because God has an after that for you because I know the prophecies that have been spoken over you and we ain't losing anybody. Amen. I know because we're going to war a warfare. That means there's going to be some, but we're going to fight the good fight of faith. And it's the fixed fight, but you still got to show up. But we're going to fight and we're going to win. Glory to God. We are epistles learned and read of all men. God didn't write any bad stories. And I think today, some of you just need to turn the page. It all gets better in the next chapter. I promise. It does. It does. But you got to choose to turn the page and quit focusing and rereading that one. How many of you have done that? I used to read every night before I'd go to bed and you'd fall asleep and you'd read the same page six nights in a row because you didn't make it all. Turn the page. Stay awake and aware. And turn the page. Glory to God. Because it turned for all good because he takes all things and he turns them for good. And so with the words that God has spoken over your lives, you are to wage a good warfare. And don't believe the bad reports that are coming out about you and your calling. But take what God has spoken and go forth and fight that warfare. Timothy came from a dysfunctional family here. His mother was a Christian. His grandmother was a believer. But his dad was a wicked sinner. And here's Tim, and he's like, man, I'm, I'm a world shaker. Grandma laid hands on me. I'm anointed, glory to God, and, and a world shaker. But the next minute, he thinks I'm a failure, and I don't have a dad, and I'm just like him. And, you know, my life wasn't easy. And, but you got to choose today. you got to choose today. Are you going to allow what the world didn't give you to override what it is that God did give to you? I can't worry about what my daddy didn't do or did do. I just need to know what God's doing today. What is God doing today? I don't look at family history in the past and who said what and who was with what and, you know, whatever and however the family tree looks. It doesn't matter to me. I have new DNA in my body. Isn't that right? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. I'm a new creature. Come on, the bad report or the good report, you got both. But I need to go with God, and, and Paul had to do as I'm doing today. He had to encourage Timothy, and I'm encouraging you today, that you've got to keep going. Persistence breaks resistance. Persistence breaks resistance. The devil comes to Jesus, and he's trying to tell him it's this way, and it's that way. And, and I love that Jesus basically answered this way. That's not what I heard. Isn't that what he was saying? He kept saying, it is written. And basically all he was saying was, is, no, I hear your report, devil, but that ain't what I heard. And then the devil comes and he says, yeah, but I'm going to try a different angle then, right? Because he'll do that, right? So then he comes over and he says, well, but what about this? What about that? And what do you say? That's not what I heard. It is written. Okay, well, we're going to come back over here. We're going to try this way. And he said, you listen to me. I already told you that's not what I heard. It is written. And it said the devil left him for a more opportune time. He was out of there. But I love the rest of the story, though, because after that, the devil left him. It says that Jesus came out of that encounter, right? It, it, it talked about how angels had to come and minister to him. It wore him out, right? And, and you can be worn out through this stuff. because well, You are waging a warfare, but he was worn out. But I love what happened. Then God sends angels to minister to him. And then it says he came out of that encounter in and under the power of the Holy Spirit of God. In and under the the power of the Holy Spirit of God. There's a refreshing for those who will continue to persist and don't give up because guess what? You're right there. And there's a refreshing for you to come out of this season in and under the power of the Holy Spirit of God. What are we doing? We're moving from faith to faith and glory to glory. 
The church has been so dissatisfied because we were never to stay at that level of faith. We weren't supposed to stay at that level of glory. Well, you should have been here back in the 90s when we had those revivals. Yeah, good for you, but I wasn't there. Glory to glory. Faith to faith. Come on, we gotta push through and break through and speak only God's report and the devil knows just like that day with Jesus that there is an anointing and there is a power right there in your grasp. And if he can keep you from it, we have to ask ourselves today, whose report will we believe? We have to start answering instead of just staying silent because silence is the voice of bondage. It's time for you to stand up and speak up and start telling these issues in your life. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. Well, it's cancer. That's one report, but that ain't what I heard. That's not what I heard. It's not denying that it's there. It's denying it the right to stay there. That's all. The devil looks to get you to give up and stop and to slow down so you won't reach it, but if you will resist... You keep persist, persisting and push through it. I'm going to tell you, we can wage a warfare through what's already been spoken over you, and we can break through that because I already know the report of the Lord. That's what I heard. I can look at every one of you, and I know some things about every one of you, but I've heard another report too. I've heard another report too that you'll live and not die, and you'll declare the works of the Lord. Right? I heard that. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. Do you have reports in your life that are the bad report today? It could be a health issue. Maybe that's what you heard. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's family and fear and worry and people making you upset, concerns of the world. But let me ask you, do we have another report today? Do we have another report? Then I want you to lift your hands right now. Whatever that current condition is in your body right now, those online, you can join us. Whatever it is that's been running through your mind causing fear and worry and anxiety has been causing, I want you to just see that and say, that's not what I heard. Man, you're looking at your finances, and man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. That's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. I heard that God would supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Well, but Donnie, they said I've only got six weeks to live. That's not what I heard. I heard that you will live and not die, and you will declare the works of the Lord. That's what I heard. Come on, you got to speak to it right now. In the middle of bad news, some bad reports, what we got to do right now is you got to find a good report. He said you got to think on it. you got to find one. He said, come on, you got to focus on that. you got to find one this morning. But see, I can't do that for you. you got to do that one because it's up here. You've got to start speaking that one this morning. You've got to change it with your words. And if you don't have a report, go find one. Go find one. Don't ever settle for the report that the world gives. Don't ever settle for it. Do not let that be the finisher of your faith. You allow what has already been written about you to finish the story. Hey, thank you for joining me for Church at the MHC Sermon of the Week. I am your host, Pastor Don Allen. We've all been overwhelmed at times with bad reports, the economy, health scares, finances, family, wars, and rumors of wars. When those reports come, your response must become, that's not what I heard. Get in the Bible, find the reports you want, and say, now that's what I heard. Be sure to join us for Church at the MHC every Sunday, 10 a.m. in person at the Midwest Healing Center, 728 North Main Street, Delorey, Missouri, beautiful Lake of the Ozarks, or online live streaming video on the Two Guys in a Bible Facebook page. Want to sow into the ministry? TwoGuysInABible.com. Hit donate. Church at the MHC, where we love the hell out of your life.